If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, it is Sharp Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. And thank you to Brent Musburger, who walked us in there. By the way, he also produced the beat for Sharp Money's Open. So Brent Musburger doing big things here, not just at VSIN, but for us on Sharp Money. You can see me there on the right. I'm Patrick Maher, of course, Amal Shaw. And here's what I'm going to do to start the show. So if we could just do a single shot, I'm going to introduce Amal. I'm going to introduce. The big guy, Dustin Sweetelson, coming up in just a second. But if we could just do a single shot of me real quick, a little self-indulgence as we get the show started. What I want to do here is this is a huge day, not just for us here on Sharp Money, but also the channel and VEASAN and changes being made at VEASAN. And what I really do believe is I think we have a lineup that is going to be the industry standard. And as we start, I think for you as an audience, and again, remember at VSIN, we're not only adding YouTube TV and a bunch of visual platforms, but we're now on, because of DraftKings and uh, our affiliates, over 350 affiliates as far as terrestrial radio nationwide. So first off, we want to welcome you and thank you. But I think you deserve, as the listeners and viewers, I think you deserve to know what to expect from the new shows and the new lineup here at VSIN. So let me indulge for a second that we'll get going. Now, first off, hello, I'm Patrick Maher. I've been here at VSIN for, what, four years. Now, most of you 
that watch and listen to VEASAN have listened to me with Michael Lombardi. And that was a tremendous experience, a fruitful experience, an interesting experience. But, you know, most of the time with Michael Lombardi, it was me saying, well, what do you think, Michael? Uh, that is very much going to be a different vibe here. That is not me, uh, that is not my background, and that is not what we're trying to accomplish here on Sharp Money. This is going to be a sports betting show, whether it's soccer, horse racing, college hoops, whatever it is, this is going to be a community of sports betting, and I'm looking forward to bringing it to you. Now, a little bit about me. Uh, it's funny, because I was thinking about this on my walk today. I think it was Matt Humans who was on with me and Michael, and he said, you know, Patrick, you're known as the Ryan Seacrest of VSIN. And it got me laughing because I'm just going to say this, a moment of self-indulgence. When it comes to talking sports and sports betting on a national level, whether at VSIN or any other space, any other network, my experience is unmatched in this industry. And it's really not close. You can do a quick Google search, but... I can just assure you that my experience is completely unmatched when it, talks, when it comes to talking sports betting on a national level, sports radio on a national level, and I'll get into it. And I know people's feelings get hurt when they recognize what you're worth, but that's what it is. And I'll get to my co-host here in just a second. Uh, but let's start with what you can expect as far as the show. What's the purpose of the show? Well, I just talked about my experience. Started off at WDFN in Detroit. Went to Mad Dog Sports Radio in New York City at Sirius XM. And with that, since 1999, I've been talking sports betting and sports talk on radio. And this is what's exciting for me. Now, VSIN is a visual medium as well. But I just told you, three hours middle of the day, we're on over 350 radio affiliates. I'm an old school radio guy. The intimacy, the involvement, where you get to know the people on the show. That's exactly what Sharp Money is going to be. Sharp Money is going to be a community, a place where you can come hang out, talk to Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, and my, myself, Patrick Maher. Because let's be honest about the sports betting space, it's gotten goofy. Frankly, the sports betting, I'm nonplussed with the content I see across the sports betting space. And this is not going to be what you're getting here. This is going to be the industry standard. And if it hurts people's feelings to hear that, I apologize, but not so much. Because what we're seeing as far as parlay conversations and futures market, incessant talk about futures market conversations and social handicappers talking about their year-to-date record, it's all childish. Okay, and that's not what we're aiming for here on Sharp Money. That's what you can expect from the show. Now, I mentioned doing sports talk radio since 99, Mad Dog Sports Radio for seven, eight years. That's what brought me to VEASAN. And I'll just give you a quick background. And again, I will get to Amal Shah, who's absolutely fuming right now because the show's not about him to start. I ended up right around 2017 with my producer, the big guy, Dustin Sweetelson. We ended up coming from Mad Dog Sports Radio to Las Vegas in the South Point to do shows from VEASAN, who were a partner at the time. In doing so, I was gobsmacked. Brian Musburger, Bill A.D., uh, Brian Rogers, the crew that I met were some of the most welcoming, smart, sharp people on the planet. And the setup at South Point, and now Circa, was second to none. And I immediately, in 2017, I remember telling my bosses at Mad Dog Sports Radio, where I voluntarily walked away from to come work here, I said, I found my next job. It's in Vegas. It's at VSIN, the sports betting network. 
and we made it happen. And I appreciate Brian, of course, Musburger, Bill AD, and the rest of the crew that helped me make that happen. With that, I bring a network of people and relationships to VEASAN. Professional, sharp friends. This show every Monday is gonna include Steve Fezzik, who's gonna join us today. Who is Steve Fezzik? He's a two-time super contest winner over at the Hilton. Uh, also, every Wednesday, you've heard him with Matt Humans on Bet Prep. Scott Spritzer is gonna be joining the show. Mike Samich, our buddies, the racing dudes, NBA radio, like we're having sharp friends join the show so they can edify you. I talked about the space getting goofy. That's not what this is gonna be. Whether you're a new better, a sharp better, or somewhere in between, this show is gonna have everything for you, okay? So that's what to expect as far as the network of friends. And if we have questions, we'll bring on the right people to answer those questions. Now, enough self-indulgence, enough about me. Let's talk about the players on the show outside of me. I'll get to Dustin Sweetelson in a second. Amal Shaw. How are I you? consider Amal Shaw brilliant. I consider him irreverent. I consider him self-destructive. And one thing I will say, whenever you place a bet, you should always reference the rotation number. As far as hosts, outside of Brent Musburger, I think this is rotation number number six or seven for Amal Shaw. He's got a long history of betting myriad sports, but he also has a long history of hosting with myriad hosts. He is Amal Shaw, and I'll tell you this as I say hi to you, and I'm thrilled to work with you. Just stick with me, you'll stay employed. If you keep doing what you're doing, you're gonna get your ass fired. Welcome to the show, Sharp Money, Amal Shaw. All kidding aside, it's a privilege and a thrill to work with you. It's a privilege, uh, you know, tremendous, tremendous introduction by you. By the way, I gotta give you credit to be able to manage your career and also work for human resources at the same time. Incredibly efficient there by you, but looking forward to doing this show. Should be a ton of fun. Gonna be a lot of entertainment, of course, information as well. And I can't wait because I think the one thing that people don't know, you are in very avid better don't know that you actually fire a lot of money. So we'll have great conversation throughout. And I know you and Dustin have worked together for a long time. So it should be a lot of fun and a lot, a lot of insights you'll be able to pick up, not just on, you know, everyone talks NFL, but we're going to talk to you Premier League. We'll talk Champions League. We'll talk tennis. We'll talk soccer. Obviously, I mentioned that, but everything else and anything else under the sun, you mentioned horse racing. I do know one thing about Pat, uh, Patrick. He is an avid a horse better, knows the space extremely well. I know a horse has four legs, so we'll stay away from me on that one. But anything else, hockey, college basketball, anywhere else, it's going to be a ton of fun. And I'm looking forward to working with you, Patrick. It's going to be a real honor. You, you know me well, Amal Shaw. The opening seven minutes of the show was more something accustomed to what you'd say, and that is talking um, glowingly about yourself. It's hard for me to do. Yeah. But frankly, this is something I'm reinvigorated. I'm excited to get Sharp Money going with you. Amal Shaw is somebody that, you know, back in our radio days, he came by our Los Angeles studios of Mad Dog Sports Radio, sat in for an hour or two, and it felt like 10 minutes. So at that moment, I knew eventually I'd love to do a show with Amal Shaw, and here we are today on February 27, 2023, with the new format layout, and we get to finally do a show together. Honestly, it's not easy for me to do the self-congratulatory stuff, but for the last four years, I've been saying, well, what do you think, Michael Lombardi? And while it's been amazing to work with Michael Lombardi and his vast knowledge, uh, that's just not me as a host. And I think, while I'll annoy some of you, and it's gonna take a while to get used to my new role, 
I think you'll end up getting used to it. So Amal Shaw on board, couldn't be more thrilled to work with somebody that I consider to be one of the most talented, irreverent dudes in the business. On to the big guy, Dustin Sweetelson. Uh, he has been underutilized by this network for the last year. And the last show he was on, for some reason, completely underutilized him. Uh, that stops now. Uh, no longer will a guy that I consider to be uh, not just a great friend, but somebody I've learned a lot from, somebody that I have just a vast amount of respect for in a myriad of ways. Uh, he is crazy, and you can go to at the rap radio on Twitter. He now runs our Twitter account. I think he did the introductory video from the toilet, okay? He's going to have top 10 lists and more. And Dustin Sweetelson, a.k.a. the big guy, we say hi, and it's amazing to get back together with you. I uh, I forgot this is also video, and I had spinach before the show. Is there any in my teeth? Exactly. Can you see? So it's great to it's great to see you, and it's great to work with you again. I just get, I just put pressure on you by saying you've been underutilized. So let's hope you don't fail, big well, guy. I mean, Amal um, said you know his horses have four legs. I prefer to bet on horses that have five. Dustin has created, if you watched our Super Bowl coverage, shout to Len Mead, shout to the DraftKings team and everybody. But if you watched our Super Bowl coverage, every single guest that came on set was a product of Dustin Sweetelson. With that, today's guests include Tom Crean. Heard of him? Yes, we're going to talk college hoops. Matt Moore, Action Network. We don't care where they work. We care if they give us plays and winners. So Matt Moore is going to join. And of course, like I mentioned, professional sports better Steve Fezzik for a full hour in the third hour. Okay, I said a lot of words, most of it about myself, so I have to go take a shower. When we come back, that number one draft pick, the Bears own it. Will they? We'll answer the question coming up next here on Sharp Money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, big guy, thank you. In addition to the new shows here at VSIN, VSIN kicks off new podcasts to give every better the insight, tools, and confidence to make smarter betting decisions. VEASAN continues to expand its catalog of popular sports betting podcasts to cover every corner of the sports betting menu. No matter what your sport, you're going to like what we have to offer. The VEASAN College Basketball Betting Podcast, that is Amal Shaw's favorite. Tim Murray hosts three episodes each week. Matt Humans, Adam Burke, a part of it as well. VEASAN's new hockey betting podcast, Danny Burke and Annie McNeil. Of course, they're all there. VEASAN.com slash podcast the industry leader as we welcome you back. Let's go ahead, big guy, throw up the sharp money guest list for the day as we welcome you back. I'm Patrick Maher, the self-indulgent one. He's Amal Shaw. There you see it. Matt Moore is going to be joining Action Network NBA. Tom Crean, a former, of course, Georgia, Indiana coach. He's great. We have a relationship going back to the radio days. And Steve Fezzik. Steve Fezzik is, along with Scott Sprites, are the two professionals I wanted to have on. I've been talking to those guys for 10-plus years, one once a week, so I look forward to talking to them as we welcome you back. Again, I think it was important to set the table as I say hi to Amal Shaw, who is steaming. Actually, during the break, he said, that was cute. Enough of you. How about me as we welcome you back, Amal? You know how you know uh, that's a fallacy? Again. Because I would never use the word cute in a sentence unless it involved a baby. <laughs> he wouldn't. No, uh, I definitely would, you would not. Use, would you use the word cute if it involved Caleb Williams? Uh, no. Okay. Here's what I'll say to you. This conversation, and I think most of you have seen the report now, Schefter reported that the Bears, sitting number one in the forthcoming draft this spring, are potentially looking to move out of the one spot. And all kidding aside, why wouldn't they? Uh, Caleb Williams is available to be drafted next year. Last time I checked them all, Shaw. And that is a dude you move Justin Fields you get off of Justin Fields to draft Caleb Williams. It's not Bryce Young. It's not C.J. Stroud. It's not Will Levis. So let's start here. We'll get to the numbers as far as number one overall pick 
and more. Let's start here. Are you surprised that the Bears are going to move on from that number one overall pick? I am not, but I didn't think it was a slam dunk as much as other people did. I thought there was a potential if they thought Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud was the guy, it could have been the person that you take. And I look, I think uh, Caleb Williams is unbelievable, especially his ability to keep plays alive. But I'm not as sold on you the way you are on Caleb Williams. I think Bryce Young's going to be that guy. The one concern I have is his frame. He's skinny, but this guy has just moxie within the pocket, the ability to keep plays alive, and he is, as they say in my cousin Vinny, dead on balls accurate. <laughs> dead on balls. Now, right now, you take a look at the market over at DraftKings, Bryce Young minus 165. I don't know if he's 5'9 or 6'1 because he's definitely not you've 6'1. heard differing reports. What's that? He's definitely not 6'1. Okay. I he's 6'1 he's 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 if he's standing on the L.A. County phone book. <laughs> and that comes from a tall Indian dude that will remind you at every chance that he's super tall, six pa foot two. Patrick, uh, right I don't now, make the Bryce rules. Bryce Young is minus 165. I haven't seen a market movement like yeah. this. Anthony Richardson, the big guy, Dustin Sweetelson, our producer, he got him at 100 to one to go one overall. And then what'd you do? You doubled down at like 75 to one on Richardson. Is that true? It's actually the other way around. I got 55 to one in December. And then about a week ago, I went 55 to one. And I, my original strategy was to keep putting a little bit on it each week. But then I came back from my trip out of town this week and I can no longer bet on Anthony Richardson because he's super short across the board. Well, I don't know what this movement means to you, Amal Shaw, but he's now five to one. To me, that says he's going one overall. When you have a market movement, like you go 100 to one down to five, you shorten up to five to one. Anthony Richardson's going one overall. He's not going number one overall, and I think it's a bad bet in general. If anybody watched him play at Florida, they would know that. This guy couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat. Yeah, he looks oh, like Tarzan, plays like Jane, but the reality of it is this guy's accuracy leaves a ton to be desired. The two guys in front of him, Stroud can make every throw. He doesn't have the mobility. I mean, Anthony Richardson is Cam Newton without the ability. Okay, he can run, he can do all those things, but can he make the throws? And that's the singular most important thing at the next level. I just don't think he can do it consistently. Look at what he did after the South Carolina game. He dominated that game against uh, the Gamecocks. After that, it was all downhill. This is the guy who struggled. Looked like Jordan Travis, to me, was the best field in, at Doe Campbell Stadium that night against uh, Florida State when UF was playing them. I think Anthony Richardson's got great talent. Somebody's going to have to develop him. He's a project, but he's not a guy I would take with the number one overall pick. I think that would be a horrific pick by anybody that moves up to take him. Okay, let me ask you this question then. Where do you stand on Justin Fields? He averaged 76 rush yards a game, so we know what he can do with his feet. He's right around 59% completion percentage, 24 touchdowns, 21 picks. He fumbles the ball incessantly. Where are you on Justin Fields? Remember, this is a regime and Eberflus that didn't draft him. So it wouldn't be out of the question for them Correct. to move on, but my assumption is they stick with him. I would agree with you there. Here's the thing, though, with Fields. I have some concerns and question marks about his accuracy. I go back to a play against Alabama in the national championship game. Garrett Wilson absolutely undresses Patrick Sertan on a route to the ends, uh, to the corner from about the seven-yard line. I mean, instead of throwing the ball even near him, he ends up throwing the ball into Palm Beach County, and he overthrows Wilson for an easy touchdown. They end up settling for a field goal in that sequence. Can his accuracy improve? We saw it with Jalen Hurts. We saw the drastic improvement from the offseason to what we saw this year, MVP-level player. But for me, if you're going to stick with Justin Fields, you've got to get him an offensive line. I mean, that offensive line was like a car wash. Dreadful. They let everybody through. And then wide receiver Chase Claypool is your best wide receiver. Are you kidding me? 
I mean, Chase Claypool, come on, give me a break. They just don't have any receivers. Look at the improvement when you look at Jalen Hurts with Devontae Smith, former Heisman Trophy winner, A.J. Brown, an absolute dude at the receiver position. you got to have guys that can go out there and make a play or two for you, and if he gets that, then I think it's easier to evaluate what he is. But until that point in time, I think it's too soon to close the book on him because the size, the speed, the arm strength are all there. But you need some components around you. Okay, I got a quote from, and this is what we're going to do here on Sharp Money. We'll check in with the people that matter. The biggest Bears podcast in the world, Windy City Gridiron, Bears Banter. Our buddy, he's the executive producer, Bill Zimmerman over at Mad Dog Sports Radio. I asked him about this, and he said, you have to move on from the number one overall pick. Elite athleticism. Love the it factor from Fields. He has the leadership. Guy is hungry to be the best from a passing perspective. Interrupt me, Amal, if you disagree. He throws an elite, an elite deep ball. Correct. Improved greatly in the short to mid-range game, but still has more growth to do there. Processing improved throughout the year. His pass protection was horrible. He had nobody to throw the ball to. I think Fields can be a star. That's directly from the Bears' mouth there as far as uh, Bears' banter. I tend to agree with him. Look, this is the guy that was the number two rated player out of high school just behind Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence goes one in the draft. Uh, and then Justin Fields has a tremendous upside athleticism, the things you want. You can't draft any more quarterbacks in today's NFL that are statues. Fields' mobility is an asset if everything is covered up. And if he improves upon his accuracy, this is a big offseason for him. If he does that, I think the Bears become an attractive team not only for free agents. This is a team with $100 million in cap space. But the reality is he's got an opportunity to then become a really great good to great quarterback. He's still got some things that you can work with, and I love what they said about him, and I tend to agree with it. I wouldn't necessarily make the move for younger Stroud, even though I think both of them have tremendous upside. I don't like the rest of the quarterbacks in this league. I mean, in this draft outside of Tanner McKee, I think the other guys, Will Levis, I wouldn't draft with anybody else's draft pick, oh, let stop. alone my own. So, w Will Levis, the regression last year was real, and have you, thrown, have you seen Will Levis throw a deep ball? He's a disaster. Uh, Will Levis is going to be overdrafted. He's six and a half to one to go one overall here, Amal. Yeah, Will Levis is going to be a bust, in my opinion. There was nothing I saw at Penn State or at Kentucky that showed me this is the guy. He had bad turnovers in the game uh, on the road at Ole Miss. They had an opportunity to win the game with a field goal. He turns it over there just inside or outside the red zone, plus or minus two or three yards. Uh, just the inconsistency. I thought Rodriguez was their best player on offense by a large margin. The problem in the NFL draft is too much of it is measurables, right? He's got the arm strength. He's got the size. You know what? At the end of the day, I want a quarterback that can make plays. I want a playmaker. And that's what I think Bryce Young brings to the table. That's what I think C.J. Stroud brings to the table. I don't see it with Levis. Anthony Richardson does give you that kind of Cam Newton comparison. But, again, Cam Newton led his team to a national championship. Florida was not close to getting there. I get the Auburn talent that year was far superior to what Florida had this year. But still, if you're a guy that could really be a winner – I think you have to be able to find a way to get your team to be successful. You know, the best scouting report I heard on Ben Simmons, why they wouldn't draft him, number one, was this guy couldn't even carry his team at 6'10 to the NCAA tournament, and they take everybody in essence. And that's the same oh. thing when I look at with uh, right now Anthony Richardson. Okay, so do me a favor. There's going to be four first-rounders as far as the position, mm -hmm. quarterback selected. Yeah. Uh, let List them for me. Rank them, the Amal Shaw rankings. Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and then a huge gap. And then I would go Anthony Richardson, and then, and then I would go Will Levis based on the four guys going in the first round. But I would have Tanner McKee ahead of Will Levis. You would. Yes, and I would have him ahead of Anthony Richardson in terms of a guy that can come in and play right away or at least a lot sooner than these other two guys. And Bryce Young, generational. 
going to be a very good pro. Where are you on him as far as the, uh, the prospect? I think Bryce Young playing in 2023 is a lot better NFL player than Bryce Young playing in 2001. I think Bryce Young in 2001 doesn't last in the league that long because of injuries. But the fact that he, he is so accurate and he just uh, feels the pe- uh, pressure in the pocket and utilizes his mobility when needed, I think this guy could be really dangerous long term. Okay, there it is. The report, Schefter, the Bears already have been approached by multiple teams about trading the draft's number one overall pick. No surprise there. No surprise. Looks like they're going to get off that pick in the forthcoming draft coming up this spring. If you know Amal Shaw, you know he hates Coach K. What are his thoughts on Bill Self? We'll find out. We transition. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, we got you back. It's Sharp Money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Subscriber benefits. Remember, you can become a VSIN Pro right now for the introductory offer of $9.99. It's vsin.com slash subscribe. Everything we offer, the pro tools, including the betting splits, pro picks at a glance, pro tips. It's all there. Become a VSIN Pro. Become part of the team in the new lineup over at vsin.com slash subscribe. As we welcome you back, it is Sharp Money. I'm Patrick Maher. Of course, Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson in the house. Debut show, show one. Thrilled to have you. Uh, coming up in uh, just about 14 minutes, Man in the Mirror. Life lessons from Amal Shaw, which should be interesting because everybody should aspire to live like one Amal Shaw. Are you prepared, partner, to do that? I am. This is going to be more of a basketball topic, but you know what? Every week and every day you see bad coaching decisions. Sometimes I wonder when these ADs interview these guys, do they actually understand, hey, maybe I should ask them something about time score and situation. Can you actually do this? Or do you just know the right bag men to get recruits? <laughs> okay, we'll get to a man in the mirror coming up in just a little bit. Speaking of coaches, Nate yeah. Oates yes, uh, is the coach of the second-ranked Alabama Crimson Tide. Now, of course, the top 25 just out, and it looks like – Indiana, Kentucky surge in the AP top 25. Virginia plunges as you take a look. I'll give you the top 10. Houston, one, should be deserving. Bama, two. Kansas, we'll get to them in just a little bit. Kansas sitting three. Amal Shaw, UCLA just won the Pac-12. Cronin's done a hell of a job. If you think of what the perception of when Cronin left Cincinnati to go to UCLA, it was kind of thought of as a disastrous hire right. because the flash in UCLA and you bring over a defensive-minded coach, he's done a hell of a job at UCLA. Purdue is five. They're going in the wrong direction. Marquette, six. Baylor, seven. Arizona sitting eight. The buzzer beater, the loss against Arizona State. Texas is nine, and Gonzaga is 10. Anything stand out that top 10 there? No, I, I think most of these teams are right where they should be. I generally don't pay attention to the rankings in college basketball that much. You know, you mentioned Purdue dropping a little bit, declining. Look, I think when you have to play the schedule in the Big Ten going on the road, we saw a rare come-from-behind win by Rutgers against Penn State. These teams have generally been dominant on their home floors, so it doesn't come as much of a surprise. Same thing in the Big 12. But I thought uh, UCLA has really shown a lot of uh, guts this year. This is a team that had those two losses here in Vegas to, uh, I think it was Baylor and Illinois uh, early in the season, and they've rebounded nicely. This is the team that's going to be really dangerous. The one thing that I think is different from this team than the Final Four run team is they don't have that elite score. I think Jaime Hawk has a tremendous player, but Johnny Juzang was the difference maker, and he's the guy who can go get you 25 on given nights, whereas Hawk is probably not going to be able to do that. For me, 
Uh, right now, I still think, though, Houston's got to win four games, and then it's going to be at home. Because remember, the Final Four this year is in Houston. And U of H, outside of the University of Texas, is the most prominent school in that area. And you'll have a lot of Cougs there supporting. And Calvin's team, man, uh, you've never played them. It is very difficult to du duplicate the intensity with which they bring for 40 minutes. Think of the totally. 40 minutes of hell. But I think it's a little bit different, Patrick. I don't know if you've ever seen a team that you would compare in the last decade or so that's comparable to the style of play that Houston employs of just absolute tenacity defensively. Shout to Cortless Williamson. Well, 40 minutes of hell. Alabama right now, your second betting favorite, mm -hmm. along with Kansas at 8-1 to one to cut down the nets. Houston's sitting 6-1. to one. Uh, I want to get into the Brandon Miller conversation, and I know you have a suggestion on Baylor-Oklahoma State, speaking of the Big 12, coming up tonight. Before we do, overall, Bama, where are you on this team? I think they're a good team, but, you know, you look at against Arkansas on Saturday, they struggled from beyond the arc. They were fortunate enough to come back and get that win. They were down, I think, nine at the break against the Razorbacks. You struggle against some elite teams. Remember, Arkansas has been dealing with injuries all season long. Nick Smith finally back in the lineup. But to me, if you're playing Houston, KU, Purdue, UCLA, Arizona, Baylor, you're going to be in trouble if you're shooting the ball from the perimeter like that. So I think if you're Alabama, they're a little bit too three-point reliant. I don't know if they'll necessarily be able to shoot that well for six games, but we've seen Villanova do it, so it's not out of the realm of possibility. I just think that Alabama right now, with some of the things kind of circling around the program, it's going to be a real challenge here. I think Nate Oates did a horrific, and I mean horrific, job of addressing the Brandon Miller situation. And I'm surprised Greg Byrne, who's the athletic director there, didn't sit there and say, hey, listen, we need to suspend Brandon Miller for a game or two just to appease the masses. And I know sometimes you don't want to give in to that woke mob, but sometimes you have to acquiesce, and this was one of those situations. And for me, Greg Byrne has to remember his bread is buttered with football. Alabama's uh, basketball program is just a bonus baby. Anything else doesn't matter what they do. It's all about every Saturday in Tuscaloosa in the fall. Nate Oates is legitimately clueless, and here's what he had to say about the little pat-down in Brandon Miller. It was brought to my attention after the game about our pregame introductions. I think that's something that's been going on all year. I don't really know. I'm not – I don't watch our introductions. I'm not involved with them. I'm drawing up plays during that time. Regardless, it's not appropriate. It's been addressed, and I can assure you it definitely will not happen again the remainder of this year so okay first off he's completely clueless we'll get into the overview and how Alabama as a program is handling Brandon Miller let's just say this about Oates he can coach his balls off I mean this is going to be his second SEC title in four years yeah. this is a guy that spent 11 years Amal Shaw at Romulus High School you heard of Terry Mills you heard of this is Down River Detroit Michigan Grant and John Long he then went to Buffalo. He flipped a Mac job for an SEC job in Alabama and has done a hell of a job. They go up tempo. They're a fun team to watch. They defend their asses off. They're one of the best rebounding teams in the country. You know what you're getting with Alabama. You also know what you're getting with Brandon Miller. He's a psychopath. He has no feel. This is a kid. I understand he's a kid, and he's going to be a lottery pick. After Wimbayama, it's wide open. Miller could go anywhere two to five. He's a jumbo wing at 6'9". He can shoot the three. He can do a lot, create his own shot. But when he was down in Columbia at South Carolina and dropped 40 in overtime, the fact that he was unfazed shows you he has a temperament that is right for the big moment or that he's sociopath because 
Of course, we then saw the pat-down ritual that he did in the pregame introduction, which is a bad look because he just drove a car with a gun in it that ended up murdering a young lady. It's a disaster at Bama right now. I would agree with you, and I think that's why Nate Oates' comments both times were kind of just out of touch with the reality. To me, one of the things that I would have come out and said if I was the head coach at that point in time is, hey, look, it's an ongoing investigation. We're not going to comment on it. And, you know, if the police have charges, they'll file them. But until this point in time, we see no reason to proceed with any other action from our point of view. That's one way they could have handled it. Or, as I mentioned previously, you give them a minor suspension. But, uh, you know, look, Brandon Miller, you can't deny his elite-level ability. 42% from the three-point line this year. I still think, though, the team that you want to watch out for in the SEC tournament, and I think the tournament's going to be in Nashville, I'm telling you right now, Big Blue's coming. And this team's got size, they've got experience, they've got talent. Watch out. They've got a great Kentucky's opportunity. Kentucky's rolling. Well, not only yeah. are they rolling, but the thing is, when you look at Toppin, you look at Shibway. Shibway is a former National Player of the Year. Xavier Wheeler, C.J. Frederick needed to get a little bit healthy. And then Kaysen Wallace can guard anybody. This team is going to be dangerous. I think Alabama's really, really good. I'm not taking anything away from them. I think they have the best win of the college basketball season. Going on the road, winning at the Fertitta Center in Houston, down by 15 in the second half. That is, without question, in my mind, the best win of the season. But... I still think Kentucky is a team who, at 40-1, to 1, Patrick, I took them a couple of days ago to win the national title. I don't necessarily expect them to be able to win it, but get me to the Sweet 16, then I can start getting off at, at the Elite Eight. I'm sorry, in the round of Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight, different positions hedging the other way. And I know we'll talk about that a lot on this show because, look, you never go broke taking a profit, and I think that's the most astute way to bet certain situations because when you take some of these long shots, it doesn't mean it's going to materialize, but you're looking for that team to get to a certain point. I want to get to your lean on Baylor, Oklahoma State. You mm -hmm. do realize, Shaw, we've got conference tournaments in the A-Sun starting today. Yep. You can go to vsun.com, sign up for the daily newsletter. Adam Burke did a great job breaking down odds, picks, and predictions for the A-Sun tournament. Liberty's a hell of a team. Uh, they're not an at-large team, but Liberty's had a hell of a season in the A-Sun. And, of course, you get the Horizon, the Patriot, the Sun Belt going tomorrow. So we've got, what, March 12th is Selection Sunday. You've got the first four coming up on the 14th and 15th. The first round properly starts that Thursday, March 16th. And as you mentioned, the final four in Houston, Texas. What I'm most excited about with our new schedule here on Sharp Money is we're literally going to be sweating tournament bets on the air. So the problem with that is Amal Shaw has ADD times 100 trillion. ADHD, Trying to get yeah. him to focus, big guy, is going to be an issue. Well, I can tell you right now, you're going to have to carry the show like you normally do every day anyway, moving forward. But in those days, like when U.S. men's soccer team was playing and I was doing a show, I don't even know what you're going to be saying. So you can ask me, you know, hey, we have aliens that have just landed in Vegas. And I'd be like, yeah, sure, okay, that's great. But we need to get a bucket here on this possession. Or are we going to foul right away? What's the time scoring situation? Because most coaches aren't aware. You know one thing I love in college hoops now? Uh -huh. At least they put the second half fouls on there. Because as an in-game better, I used to have to keep tabs myself. Okay, that's the fourth team foul. Which way is the arrow? Those things are all important when you're looking at making in-play bets as you go down the stretch. As we go to break, big guy, what is your approach going to be in kind of managing Amal Shaw with the ADD and the tournament and sweating bets live here uh, on Sharp Money? What's your approach going to be, Dustin? Well, Amal said you're going to have to do heavy lifting. I mean, I have it as well. Not the H part. There's no part of me that's hyper in any way. So it's just ADD. So you better start getting those squats in, man, because you're going to be doing real heavy lifting. <laughs> I don't even know what the hell you just said, but I, I'm sure I'm sure it made sense to you. When we come back, we're getting intimate with Amal Shaw, man in the mirror. Then we've got Tom Crean joining the show.
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening what's up everybody this is Stephen a smith when i'm not at my day job first tape you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen a smith show podcast tune in every monday wednesday and friday at the very least as i bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports pop culture business and politics You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, shout to Miles and Q. Hey, shout to Miles and Q with the intro as well. We had to do if you're watching and not listening, and we welcome you back, Sharp Money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Patrick Maher, Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, the big guy. We had to do a special shoot with the crew over at South Point, which was so awkward. So you see when we come back from break, you see me and Amal pretending to be talking to each other. We were just swearing at each other. There really wasn't anything going on that was productive there. But somehow, Miles and Q and James, the whole crew... Uh, 
brought something out of that, Amal. So I'd say they did a good job there. Uh, they always do a tremendous job, so no surprise there. Okay, so this is a segment we're going to call Man in the Mirror, mm -hmm. and we've got five. Let me just quickly tell you the Arnold Palmer Classic and UFC 285 is this week. Head over to Bet Rivers online. It's a sports book. Bet Rivers has you covered for every line, odd, and boost for all of golf fans out there. Bet Rivers is the place to bet the Arnold Palmer with 10 top 10 insurance, which is very important. Place your pre-tourney bet on an outright winner. The fun doesn't stop there. Bet Rivers has you covered for UFC 285 with parlay insurance and more. Check out BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app right now. It's a whole new game over at Bet Rivers. So as we were kind of talking about putting the show together, we knew we had to do something with Amal Shaw and just a single shot camera on that handsome Indian face. And as you take a look, let's throw up the graphic, big guy. I believe that is Amal Shaw's face on Michael Jackson, which is very important on the graphic. And this is called Man in the Mirror, where Amal Shaw has a talking point and we let him fly. Let's start here. It was a crazy weekend in college hoops. We'll start with coaches stink in the final minutes with a lead, Amal Shaw. Well, you know, look, I'm not going to blame Izzo in Michigan State. I thought Iowa was tremendous down the stretch. They hit five three-pointers in the final minute. It was just obscene. But here's the question that keeps getting asked every time you watch a college basketball game. Why don't you follow up three? You know, people have different philosophies. But here's a philosophy you can't argue. Michigan, Iowa yesterday. Sparty, excuse me, uh, Wolverines are down three with 2.1 seconds remaining on an inbounds pass coming to the left side of the Michigan basket. Up three, remember, Wisconsin. Why do you have two defenders inside the arc? They can't beat you. You can have every layup you want in the world. All five of your defenders, now one guy's on the ball, but the other four should be outside the arc. Nobody's going to beat you inside the arc. So why do you have two defenders inside the arc? This is common sense. I mean, where do they find some of these Mensa members, Patrick? I don't understand it. To me, it makes zero sense why you would have anybody inside the arc with 2.1 seconds remaining or less in this situation, and they're down by three. They need a three-point shot. You give them every layup you want anytime. Dickinson forces an overtime with the three. An 87-79 win over Wisconsin yep. on Saturday. Both Wisconsin and Michigan bubblicious either getting in. By the way, Michigan is at Illinois and at Indiana to close out the regular season. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be uh, some interesting games in the Big Ten for several teams here. Carolina, who's playing tonight, also with an important game tonight in Tallahassee against Florida State. Okay, next up. That's Man it. in the mirror, Amal Shaw here on Sharp Money. The NBA remains the best in-game betting sport. Pray tell. Well, think about this. It's a, we all know it's a game of runs. And if you look at the original number, if, especially if you take an underdog, let's say they're catching four and a half or five, you take a plus money price on them before the game starts, and then all of a sudden they've got a lead, and then you see the other team come back the other way. You can sit there in middle games all day. Patrick, you should be able to, if you know what you're doing in the NBA, and we'll get into it throughout the course of this show, in terms of taking teams in situations where Lakers, perfect example, yesterday, they were down 27 against the Mavericks. Now, it doesn't mean you're going to win every time. You're not going to necessarily win in terms of middling it on both sides, but there's great opportunities, and it's going to be incredibly profitable over the long haul if you do that. The NBA is the best sport in the world to middle games on. College, I would say, probably second, but there's a great separation between the NBA and the uh, collegiate level in terms of middling games. Because we see it constantly. A team will get out by 8, 10, 12 points. You get an early lead, and then next thing you know, the other side comes back, makes a run, and you can get such good plus money prices, also great numbers. You could have a plus 11.5 on Team X, and then you could have the other team plus 3.5, and, and they end up winning the game you know, by 4 or 5 points, what have you. 
I want you to run this theory by Steve Fezzik, yeah. professional sports handicapper, when he joins us coming up yeah. in a little over an hour here on Sharp Money. But we continue. Man in the mirror, Amal Shaw. People would rather have big tickets than winning tickets. Go ahead. Well, you know, Dustin and I were talking about, so I bet Linus Olmark to win the Vesna back at 30 to 1, 25 to 1, as low as 2 to 1. And Linus is now minus 250. And they didn't move the numbers because people don't follow hockey that closely. And I can tell you right now, Patrick, people are like, well, I took this guy. He's got value. You know what the value is? Winning. Let me tell you, those tickets, the inks disappear. The ink disappears eventually. And unless you're going to put them in your fireplace, they don't really have much value at the end of the day. It's about winning. It's pretty simple. I understand you want to get the best of the number. But so many times people are like, oh, I got this guy at 75 to 1. For every Leicester City at 5,000 to 1 to win the Premier League, there's 50,000 bets at 5,000 to 1 that didn't win. I'm I'm laughing because as you get to know us, and that includes the big guy, but myself, Patrick Maher, and Amal Shaw here on Sharp Money, and you become part of the family. I'm laughing because Amal has this weird thing where he'll call me once a month. And when he calls me once a month, he talks without taking a pause for about an hour and a half to two hours. And then at the end of the conversation, he apologizes for talking the whole entire time. But I'm imminently entertained the whole entire time. And I believe the first three here on Man in the Mirror, you've lectured me where I didn't have a chance to respond on the telephone. So uh, that's the reason I'm laughing. Now we get to life advice. Don't follow people in relationships on social media. Okay, Amal, what do you got? Well, first of all, I want to ask you, did you have anything you wanted to add in the last segment since I didn't include you? <laughs> he goes, he always goes, and, and the big guy knows this because now the big guy's getting the Amal Shaw telephone calls, and I guarantee Goulet has gotten these telephone calls where he'll apologize incessantly for repeating himself and then get to the end of the conversation and say, hey, again, next time we'll talk about you, but thanks for listening. <laughs> Is that? I mean, Dustin, am I lying? Tell me where I lied. Yeah, yeah he's conceited, but he's polite about it. He... <laughs> That's... He is he is the most polite, self-indulgent sociopath that I've ever met. I think that's a good way of putting it. Amal Shaw, your reaction? I can't disagree. Don't follow people in relationships on social media. Go so, ahead. So everybody on Instagram follows, like, this woman or that woman based on how they look, right? Why would you follow somebody that's married or in a relationship? I'm not looking to give you money. I'm not looking to enhance your profile. Why would I do that? It's the dumbest thing in the world. I have a friend of mine. He follows all these. I'm like, dude, who cares? Don't follow anybody that's in a relationship. If they're not single and ready to mingle, or unless they're looking to step out, what's the point? <laughs> Hold on. Did you just say single and ready to mingle? <laughs> I just rhymed. I went with that, Maher. You know, plus, I also wanted to get your thoughts on it. I didn't want this to be like our typical phone I call Look. where you don't have an opportunity to reply. Social media is for losers. I agree. Uh, if you take anybody that's on social media serious, including social handicappers that scream into the screen and say, year to date, I'm this. Let me ask you a question. And this bothers me in our industry, not just at VEASAN, but at every space. Let me ask you a question. If you throw up, I'm 1,136 and 1,000 down, how does that relevant to an audience or your listeners, your viewers, when there's no way to fact check it and it just doesn't make it? You could just throw year to date numbers in the air and expect them to stick. That's for children. Well, I, I agree with you completely on the Twitterverse in terms of all these people posting plays and everything else like that. 
Frankly, here's the thing. I, I respect people that say, hey, look, I want to know who you're picking or they follow. Uh, that That's the biggest thing. What are you snickering at over there, Maher? You got my text message? Amal Shaw just sent me, Amal just sent me a real-time text that is factual, but I can't read it on the air. Let's get to the last it's, one. It's such an insane text message in the middle of a conversation we're having on the air. Dude. That, like, at for a second, I thought he texted the wrong group text. I, That's how I insane might, the statement is he just made. Let me us. put it this way. We've still got two hours to go. Just because it's not fair to tease the audience, I might read this text out loud at the end of the show. So stick around. It, it will definitely hurt relationships that I spent years trying to pretend. Uh, choose re- restaurants that have waiting areas. Help me understand why. Last night I went to dinner. Uh, it was a party of 10, and we get to this restaurant, and they're like, well, you got to wait in your car. We don't have any waiting area. I said, we came in on motorcycles. I said, it's like 35 degrees outside. It's 830. We're not going to wait outside. Uh, give me a break. It was ridiculous. Finally, they got us seated. Uh, but, I mean, give me a break. How could you sit there and say that? And it was funny. One of the employees looked at us when the hostess said that, like, is she out of her mind? I don't think I even understand. Dustin, do you understand what he's talking about? Choose restaurants that have waiting areas? He went to a restaurant that didn't have a waiting area, so they told him to go wait in his car. Yeah. Instead of, like, waiting around, like, by the bar or at the hostess stand. They said, go to your car. The motorcycle retort is perfect, although probably on the planet, if you lined up the 17 billion people, you'd be the last person I expect to ever see on a motorcycle. God, I almost dropped an F-bomb right there because that is so accurate. (laughs) (laughs) Amal Shaw, man in the mirror. Coaches stink in the final minutes with the lead. NBA go in-game. People would rather have big tickets. He's talking about people flexing. Don't follow Shorty on social and choose a restaurant that has a waiting area. Perfect. Next, Matt Moore, Action Network. We're going NBA. It's Sharp Money. It's VSIN, the sports betting network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.